Welcome to the Encounter Church Podcast. For more information about our church and service times, please visit revival.me. Enjoy the message. So, Eliezer goes afraid. He makes the quest. He said, God, if the girl comes and wants to water my camels and give me water, I'll believe it's from you. And, and uh, this, the story goes that he is successful. And Rebecca rocks up, and she says, I'll give you water and your camel's water. And she obviously was an industrious young lady because she's like, oh, my dad's got room for you, and uh, she got some gold jewelry there. And it was just a, it's kind of a wild story. But my point to you is it was a quest that he went on to do something relatively impossible, and in his obedience, God met him. And I feel like in, in our day and age, you could be like, you know, Lord, you don't understand the economy right now. Things are bad. You don't understand the politics right now. Things are bad. I can't be brave. Everything is against me. You know, have you seen the price of eggs, God? It's bad. And so, but I think that, that what God is saying to us as a company of people is that God wants us to come on an adventure with him. And I don't think that uh, there's a shelf life date on this adventure. It says, and so we say to ourselves, well, how, what are the steps of that? So I'm really sort of big about processes and steps. I'm finding out that that's, there's something really good to saying, well, I agree in the abstract, I'm in, but what, what exactly do you do to make that happen? And the first thing I will tell you is you need to be confident that you know how to hear from God. It's like, oh, okay, hear from God, audible voice, uh, a dream, a cloud, a st- uh, no, the first thing you do when you want to hear from God is you spend time in his word. And I know that sounds like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's the truth. Because once you're in his word, the Holy Spirit breathes on it. He speaks to you, and you begin to see something fresh for the day that you're in. You're not resting on old laurels and old donuts from old days. It's like, no, God has something fresh for you. And, and you know, my thing is to start with a psalm that goes with the day of the month. It's like how I get my eyes open and the coffee in. It's like little by little, I begin to hear from God. And, it, and you, you begin to know how God thinks when you're in his word. What Jesus thinks is written there. It's like, Jesus, what do you think about my life? It's written there. And so you're, you're saying, you know, we, we read where he says, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's like, I like that. You know, what you need is what he's got. And the lie is, I've, I've been sitting on this pew for a long time, and I'm old in God, and I've heard it all, and I've been to all the conferences, and i got the binders and the folders and all the things. But you know what? God has a fresh thing for you. He's got a fresh word for you. And you show up saying, you know what, God? If you would speak to me today, it'd be really good. And you know what? He does. The other thing that, um, that I want I'll commend to you is that your impressions are, are valuable. The Holy Spirit wants you to, to, to endorse the thoughts you have. If you've been walking with the Lord for a fairly little amount of time and you've been in his word, the chances are is that you think God's thoughts, you just don't know it. And it, it really sort of cooperates with these motive gifts that we see in Romans 12 that say, maybe you're a generous person, or maybe you're a teaching person, or maybe you're an exhorting person, or maybe you're an administrating person. You think those kinds of thoughts. Newsflash, those are God's thoughts. He wants you to endorse those and say, you know what, that's a good idea. Even if it's a little idea, like taking a pie to a neighbor. Even if it's a little idea, like calling somebody and inviting them for coffee. You do the things that God told you to do, and he breathes on them. And then you're like, huh, I didn't know it was that easy. It is, it really is that easy. So Jesus comes to us in the normal things. You know, we saw that Gideon was threshing wheat. I don't personally thresh wheat, but he did. You know, when the angel, came, when angel Gabriel came to Mary, 
She was like a teenage girl. She was probably in her mother's kitchen. She wasn't on her phone scrolling. She was probably sweeping or making bread or some industrious, nice domestic thing that those girls did. You know, but, but it was a normal day. People doing normal things. We're doing normal things. I'm not always, you know, just on my knees. Sometimes I'm just washing dishes and the Lord speaks to me. And, and the Lord wants you to, to speak to you. And I just, I just want to free you from the, the thought that things are really all that, like, what if I get it wrong? It's like, you know what? A lot of decisions in life are chocolate and vanilla. They're blonde and brunette. They're Fords and Chevys. God doesn't actually care. He doesn't. He doesn't care if you're like, oh, neutrals only. In my house, we only have shades of gray. We love it. It's like, oh, my gosh. I, don't, I couldn't handle it. I'm like, my couch is blue, and I got another one that's red. And people are like, wow, you got a lot of color in here. I'm like, yes, I do. It's okay. All those kinds of decisions, I feel like we get hamstrung on, like, what if I'm doing it wrong? What if I'm doing it wrong? It's like, you're not doing it wrong. So you're like, you know what? I'm going to take the muscle to do and believe that he's speaking to me, and I'm not doing it wrong. And you collect, you connect with other believers, and they, the Holy Spirit in them, and the Holy Spirit in you, has synergy. It's the Holy Spirit. It's not an Amway convention. This isn't, this isn't a Mary Kay party. This isn't anything like that. This is the Holy Spirit in me welling up and getting a little bit excited like Mary and Elizabeth. The Holy Spirit in her made her womb leap. John the Baptist leapt at the presence of the Lord and Mary. And you are the most sacred thing I'm going to run in today because the Spirit of the living God lives in you. You're made in his image. Before anybody ever fell into sin, you were made in God's image. You're precious. You were worth dying for. You aren't just in the bump and ding pile. You're worth dying for. So you, you know, and, and, and it's not just a 17-year-old girl with the messy bun, although we love those girls. It's like, God, there's, it's not just for, well, I want to mentor you because you have so much promise, said no one ever to a woman in her 60s. But God has a plan for more, for the more of God for you. And it's like, is there a mentorship program I can show up for? No, actually, but the, but the plan of God is to continue to teach you. The content, plan of God is to continue to grow you. And it involves being in his word and being in fellowship. And I wish I had something more secret to tell you. I found the secret, very subtle secret. If you click here, I'll tell you all my secrets. Secret is be in fellowship, be in the word. It's, it's really that simple. And so, and then circumstances. Circumstances are like when the boy said, I know a boy that maybe some of you know, and I can't say his name, but they called him the record breaker because 17 girls went to the deans of the college and said, the Lord has spoken to me, and he is to be my husband. It's like, no, he can't marry 17 girls. And he was like, um, no, that's not actually true. It can't be possible. So, so circumstances will close doors for you. I want to be an astronaut. Actually, it's not going to happen. So the, the circumstances also tell, I know it's silly, but people get, like, they get their confidence robbed over stuff that, you know, the self-confident fool says, I'm going to do this amazing thing. And it's like, no, you're actually probably not going to do that. You've got to do the steps and the obedience and maybe the education and the practice and the faithfulness. So, but I don't think I'm in the company of people who, who are self-confident fools. I think I'm in the company of people who are very powerful and very anointed and very experienced in God. And he is calling you to say, you know, this, this, this is just like, like what Chris said earlier, that, that not, we, 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 we trust the Lord, we believe the Lord, but then, you know what happened to Abraham? He had to obey. God said to Abraham, hey, Abraham, do you want to be my friend? And Abraham said, yeah, great idea. And God said, let's talk about circumcision. And Abraham said, oh, oh, I, I personally don't have experience with circumcision, but I understand that it's a real commitment. And Abraham had to follow through. 
Abraham followed through. He followed through when God asked him to sacrifice his son. He was willing. And, and I believe God had spoken to him, and he had promised him things, and he was in faith. And, and it wasn't just so the old song I used to teach in kindergarten in this church when I had my very first job back in the Stone Age was, Trust and obey, first know all the way to be happy in Jesus, but trust and obey. The obedience part is something that really is the key. The secret ticket is the key, and that was that Eliezer went with the camels. It's like, where am I going again? I'm going. Here I go. I'm obeying. And then when you obey, the Holy Spirit has the ability to add the miraculous to your genius. I believe God put genius and he put giftedness in you, but if you don't do anything with it, it's like, well, I'm going to look, be on my phone for a while, and then I'm going to, I know this is like first, I'm talking to myself. You waste a lot of time. You, you talk yourself out of the good thing you had planned to do. And before you know it, it's like, I better just change the laundry around and try tomorrow. But you're wasting, like, like the beautiful genius of God is in you. And so, you know, not to be unkind, but faith without works is dead. What does that mean? And if it says, if faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, so we, we endorse that in the abstract. But, but I think what happens is we need to believe that the unction of the ideas we get are actually from God and then say, God, what's the strategy that you want for me to do to overcome these obstacles, get a plan, and, and, and move into action? And, and, and I, I will tell you the, the, the crux of what I want to tell you this morning is we've been passionate disciples, but I feel like God's calling us now to make disciples. And, and if you haven't, um, if you're new to faith, and you're learning that there's John's in the front of the book and John's in the back of the book. Yep, there are. There's three in the back and one in the front. If that's where you're at, praise the Lord. Come see me. I'll feed you dinner. But if you know all that and you're looking for a plan for what I can do with it, I, I'm a passionate disciple. Okay, let's figure out how we can, we can export your genius so that you can reproduce yourself in other people. And it's like, I don't know. That sounds messy. I know, but we can, we can talk about this. And I think that some of the obstacles to you being that person what gets in our way is fear. If perfect love casts out fear, that means that we believe that we're beloved, we're provisioned. You know, you think of that in the, in the romance movies, the bride always has her dad's expense account and she takes his credit cards to buy the dress and buy the flowers and buy the hall and everything and she's just provisioned. And um, maybe that's not real life for everybody, but, but in the heart of God, he wants you as his bride to be provisioned. So the fear that you have it can be the belovedness, your personal belovedness, as you're alone with the Lord. He's convincing you that you're the beloved, and he's visiting you, and he's got you on his lap, and he's stroking your hair, and you're little, and you have to be filled up in that regard. And then you go and do the things. You code switch between being a much-loved child, and then you're also an adult, kingdom-spreading, advancing grown-up. You can be those things both in the same day, because God has that for you. He wants you to be powerful. And the fear is sometimes just the fear of looking stupid, the fear of what if I fail, what if I make a fool of myself, what if people say, who does she think she is? It's like, yup. But you know what? Entertaining those fears and being controlled by those fears really doesn't get you anywhere. I'm living proof. If you allow, make yourself inhibited, inhibited, oh, I'm, I'm shy. It's like, you know what? That's not going to get you anywhere at all. And so I encourage you that the adventure that God has waiting for you can be you overcome the obstacle of fear, confusion, you know, he hasn't given us a spirit of confusion, but of power and love and a sound of mind. Unbelief, you can repent for that. It's like, you know what? I thought that my ship sailed. The sun never shines here. I'm a little depressed, and um, I can't even cope. The next day, you could get up and say, you know what? I'm going to put off that 
and I'm going to put on faith. And I'm going to say, you know what, my pride that I've maybe judged others and said, you know, she looks ridiculous. That's, she looks like a fool. It's like your own pride that was judgmental comes back in your own ear and hamstrings you. You're like, oh, it's okay that I did it wrong. I should have been more generous with other people who were trying to do the stuff because those are the voices that are making me say, oh, that book she wrote, it's, it's got flaws in it. It's got spelling errors and typographical errors and it isn't even well written. I know, but at least it was a start. And I'm just telling you that, that I'm like, like just a little bit into this thing of if I try, God will meet me, he'll breathe on a thing, and the miraculous can issue forth from it. And so I, I just want to tell you that this adventure that's waiting for you, Eliezer did it afraid. He did it, and, and the culture was not on his side. There was no Christian radio and worship sets and YouTube. And I just saw this great sermon, and it, was, it blessed me from California. He didn't have any of that. He just had his, his belief in God, and um, he did it afraid. And I just well, the other thing I want to say to you that's not necessarily all that easy to say is you've got to stop watching, listening, and be doing, be behaving in ways that drain your faith. If you're watching um, uh, just, just a narrative on, on whatever media you're listening to and it's like draining your faith and you're making you afraid, and do you know what they're doing in Nevada? I don't care what they're doing in Nevada. It's like you got to believe that God has faith yeah. for you. He has power for you. Yeah. He, has, um, he has strategies for you. Yeah. And he is not checked out on the couch asleep. He is, and he is he's efficacious for you. And you're like, well, you don't understand. I got stuff. I, got, it was, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. And I just wasn't. It's like, I know. You're not the first person to ever shed a tear. Let's walk into that and get you healed up. So that you can say the Holy Spirit can drill the cavities in your soul and fill them with him yourself so they can stop hurting. It's like, you know what? Well, you don't understand. I, they dropped me on my head. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but you know what? The Prince of Glory wants to heal you up so that you can be powerful. And also, here's another little thing that I think is really important for you personally, is that there's genius in you that has to do with your gifting your temperament, your experience in God, the giants you've slain, and you're a powerful pe person. You're walking around like these big, burly, mighty men, astronauts, Vikings. It's like in the spirit, you got all these rippling muscles. And it's like, it's like, well, should we knit or should we crochet? It's like, stop, get up, get up. You know, I just really feel like he has something for you. And I, I don't want to see all this kinetic energy where it's like, well, we could have been great, but we didn't know how. And, um... I just feel like if we ask the Lord to help us, that he can give us practical steps to figure out how to take our maturity and export it by saying, I'm going to reproduce disciples. In the same way, you know, a lot of you have reproduced great kids. I know you're great adult kids. It's like, what did I do to nurture them that I can do to the wider world? What was my process? And the Lord is saying, you have a process how you interface with the Word of God, how you interface with the Holy Spirit, how you interface with people in your neighborhood. And the Lord wants you to say, I'm going to take that thing I'm good at, and I'm going to lean into my confidence in God and say, I can be that for other people. I can teach people how to open their homes. I can teach people how to write. I can teach people how to balance their checkbook and become givers and generous. You know, my husband, he loves the, how the kingdom of God really money and the kingdom of God are sort of together for him. I don't know how he thinks this way, but he does think this way. And so to, to teach other people how to invest and how to tithe and how to lean into the faithfulness of God in that area, 
he, that's his, his personal genius. I'm happy for that. And maybe I like to open my home and make sure there aren't strangers and orphans that really need a specific kind of a familial love. But I think you have those types of genius too, having to do with your temperament, having to do with your gift mix, having to do with your history and God, having to do with what you live through. You know, if you live through some bad, bad stuff, like I have friends that live through leukemia, it's like you need to commit that to print and, and put the starch in the cells of other people who are living through bad stuff. Yeah. Stuff with kids, you saw a miracle. You know, if you've seen miracles, and, and I believe you have, it's like, let's get that, let's get you leaning into what, hmm, that's delicious. It's like people, you're like, oh, that's just my thing I make. It's like, no, that actually is your delicious genius. And I think your life has that, and God wants to mobilize you so that you, you are sitting with him saying, how can I take the thing that I sort of like to do, I'm good at, I'm celebrated at, and make it something that I give out from my life? It's, 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 you know, just your time in God is big. Your history in God is big. What you believe is big. And I think he's committed not only to making you um, a beautiful disciple of God, of, you're a disciple of Jesus. That's, not, that's in cement. We're not going anywhere. But how, how much we enjoy the adventure, how much he's inviting us into newness. You know, these people, Abraham wasn't a spring chicken. Eliezer wasn't a spring chicken. And, and I just think that God is inviting us into miracle, the miraculous, into making disciples in a new, fresh way. And, and he wants you to look into your pantry, your larder, and say, what of this is something I do with my life that's just, I, everybody can know how to do that. Not true. It's your particular genius. And so as you're obedient to say, you know what, the Holy Spirit's going to meet me, the Holy Spirit's going to provision me, he's going to open doors, then you have this fabulous success where someone's like, hey, I just, get, I just shared with that person my perspective on this thing, and they said it changed their life, and I was like, you're kidding me. Doesn't everybody know this? It's like, no, not actually, not at all. You know, maybe you're entrepreneurial. Maybe you know how to write. Maybe you know how, maybe you're musically inclined and you, you're a worshiper. Maybe you, get, you make good processes that make it so that people could understand. If people don't have parents, just being on time, showing up clean. Imagine that, hygiene and showing up on time. People need to be parented in ways that you're assuming everybody's got all that. Everybody knows all that. No, they don't. And there's different gradient things. You know, I, I can't think of all the variations in what you're good at. But God needs those things. And for you to stop saying, well, that's just commonplace. No, it's not. And if I, you know, so the first time I came here was 1983. In a little gray, too tight suit, hobbled in from Roberts. And, you know, I was like, fell, like a feral cat that fell out of a tree. I didn't know one thing about godliness. And little by little, the Lord grew me up through people who pastored here, people who loved me, people who shared life with me. And I just believe that the, the richness of that, each of us can pour ourselves out in a specific, distinct way that God will do something fabulous through your life. And that's really the adventure. The adventure is not saving up to go to New Zealand for the winter. The, the adventure is that you have, have affected other people's lives, that you saw the miraculous happen, that the lies that they believed, the, the bondages in their life, that you see is so obvious. It's like someone trying to put makeup on a big bruise. It's like, wow, that's a big mess. They, they walk into your life. It's like, let's clean this up, heal you up, and get you on your way. Because I, I have to tell you the honest truth. If you raise kids, that you have the choice of either saying, when are they coming? When I'm going to see them, I made their favorite, they didn't come. It's like, or you can say, you know what, I want to do this for other people. I want to I be that person 
for other people because it gratifies me to be the maternal. If you're a dad, you're a mom, that's a, a gratifying thing to be. And God wants you to export that so that you make disciples in a very natural way. This Asbury thing that's happening, you know, it's a beautiful thing. They're saying there's a baptism of repentance coming to these kids. And um, who's going to teach them next steps? Right. You can agree in the abstract. Yes, I agree. Love Jesus. Sway. Bible. Yes. Sway. What are you going to do? Sway. But what are the actual practical steps? Right. Spend time in the Bible. Get yourself a journal. Write a chapter. Write a verse. Put a prayer down. Do that every day. Don't eat breakfast unless you do that. Dumb stuff. But it's not dumb because people are, are need for other people to vote for them. Right. Even older people need for people to vote for them. I'm voting for you. I'm proud of you. You're doing good. Did you ever think of this? It's like, you know, the, the whole don't, don't be nosy, don't be involved in other people's lives. That ship sailed. So the world is cold. <laughs> Scripture says, in the last days, the love of the body will grow cold. And, and I want to say, well, not on my shift. Right. doesn't have to. Well, what if they don't want to come over? Did you ask them? It's like, well, we don't do that anymore. That's like, we just text each other. Go to, take this, follow this link and get a touch from God. It's happening over in Indonesia. Good grief. We got, we gotta, we gotta hug one another, love one another, feed one another. It's it just the impersonal nature of the, of the world. You who were born in the 20th century have the power to know different. You know, if you're a young person, I celebrate you. I love you. I, 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 I have a value for, for pouring into people who want anything I've got. I'm like this, like the guy who, who's fencing, who's fencing up watches in New York City. He's like, want to buy a watch? You know, in the old cartoons, there would be the, the guy who was like selling stolen goods. Want to buy, wanna, what do you want to buy? I feel like with my life, whatever I have, I'm, I'm willing to give. But I just want to tell you that the adventure of giving those aspects of your life that you're good at, that you know about, there's jillions of them. It has to do with Either, get the Lord, either you were parented by great parents, which is great, but if you weren't, you learned it all special ed, how to love God. I learned it all special ed. And you know what? I have the recipes and the maps and the answers to the test, and so do you, because you lived through the Sheila. And now, here we are, we show up, and people are like, wow, I wish I was you. It's like, let me tell you what that's going to cost you. It's going to cost you laying down, submitting to Jesus, being in his word, trusting him, and then, like the little song says, trust and obey. And so I want to do this little activation where we close our eyes and ask the Lord just for a minute about these types of things, whether he's inviting you into uh, something at home, something at your workplace, something for you to write down, something maybe a small group that you could form in your neighborhood, people you know, your kids, friends. Join a ministry that's already doing, uh, someone I know is partnering with people in the city for single moms, it's on her heart. And she's just, you know, she's 10 years older than me and she's like, I'm doing this. I'm like, I'm happy for you. I think this is good, good use of your time, money, and energy. Join a ministry, start a business, change jobs, go back to school, go back to work. Those kinds of things, I know they sound silly, but it's an adventure that, that the enemy of your soul wants to rob you and say, it's not gonna work. I tried it before. It's like, that's not true. The Lord is with you. Amen. Forming a relationship, asking someone out to coffee, dating, things that require faith. It's like, you know what? God wants us to be brave so that he can show out. He can show up. It's not about us being smart. It's him being there to add to our faith. And like, this is what I want for you. If I'm like that with my kids, 
you know, I'm, I want them to be successful, so I'm like, you know, they think it's them. The truth is, everything they do, they were taught and given. It's like, well, nice to be you. It's like God wants that for us. He wants to say, I'm going to help you. All I need is, you know, if your destiny in God is like an item at, that's at a store that's on hold, if, if it's a, dish, a set of dishes at Macy's and it's on hold and Jesus paid for it and the Holy Spirit sent you the, the voucher for the fact that he paid for it and the gift is there for you, you still might have to go and pick it up. It's an action step. It's paid for. It's provisioned. He wants it for you. He paid for it on Calvary. You're still going to have to pick it up. And so you've got to go pick up the thing that's on hold for you in the same way Jesus said, what do you want to be made whole? That seemed like a silly question, but the Prince of Glory said, do you want to see? What would you like to see happen here? It's like, work with me here. And as we engage our will, he's like, I like this. I'm going to give you more revelation because you did. You were steward of the revelation I gave you. It's like, nothing good ever happens to me. Well, the little things you know to do, if you do those things, he comes and adds to that. So we're going to pray for a little while, a couple minutes, silently saying, God, Let's bow our heads, and I'll, I'll lead us in prayer. God, is there a key person? God, I thank you that you have been faithful to me. I thank you that you, I, I agree that you have put genius in me, that you went to the cross because I was worth redeeming, and the Holy Spirit lives in me, and Jesus sits at the right hand of God to intercede for me. And so that means I'm very valuable and that you've given me gifts, and you've given me a temperament, and you've given me history in God, and I've slain some giants in my day. And now, Lord, I'm looking at all of these groceries in a cart, and I'm asking you, God, do you have something for me to cook? Have you got something you'd like for me to do? Have you got something to make me brave to say, you know what, that little inclination I had that I ignored, I'm going to choose to believe it was from you, God, and that you're going to breathe on it and give me steps to become, to activate me, so that I can be not only um, I can be not only agree with things in the abstract, but I can agree with things in my spirit, and then I can I can take practical steps. I can take steps. God, I pray that you show me the thing that you'd like for me to do with my life, the small brave step to actualize and activate my gifts, and I believe in you for provision, for bravery that the obstacles of fear and woundedness, I give you permission to take those away. And I believe that you have a plan to help me advance your kingdom, that I would see the miraculous through my life, that you have good for me, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you're in tomorrow. In the same way you were in tomorrow for Eleazar, you're in tomorrow for us, that you're inviting us into this adventure and that we're going to believe your word that says uh, hearing comes, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Hebrews 11 says, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and he rewards those who diligently seek him. 
I thank you, God, that, that in Genesis, Eleazar went and did the hard things. In the end, the man of God, it says, Eleazar bowed low and worshiped the Lord. Praise the Lord God of my master Abraham. The Lord has shown unfailing love to me and faithfulness, and he has led me. Thank you, God, that you're leading us into new adventures, new jobs, new ministries, new bravery, that we're going to choose to believe that, it's, that we're going to put off unbelief and we're going to put on faith so that you can show your glory through us, God. We give you permission to put your finger on really specific... Uh, you know what the thing is, God. Whether it's writing, whether it's relationships, whether it's uh, a different kind of thing, a business. We just choose to allow you to let us be brave, God. We choose to tell you that we'll say yes when you come to us with the thing. Here's what I have for you in this next season. We're not going to negate you and say that was, a, uh, you know, indigestion. That was the Lord. If the prophetic teams could come up and the prayer teams could come up, I just believe the Lord is inviting us into this. This, you know, this one of the hallmarks of this congregation is that we believe that God's speaking today. He's speaking to us. We can hear His voice, and He wants to talk to us in in real time. It's the beauty of, of believing that the Holy Spirit is in us and that, that, uh, he's, that God is speaking. What's the old uh, experiencing God said? God is always working, and I want to partner with him with what he's doing in the earth. That's some old materials, paperback, workbook, experiencing God stuff. God is doing new things in the earth, and he's inviting us. And I just feel like maybe you're not depressed, and maybe you're not, you're not tired. Maybe you're bored. And if you're like me, the, um, the adventure that God has for you is really, uh, it, it, it'll rocket fuel you. Like, uh, like, like first love, rocket fuel. And I want that for you, that you wouldn't be walking around saying, well, my ship sailed and all my clothes came back into style, but I don't feel like wearing them. It's like, oh my gosh, God has something great for you. Fresh wind and fresh fire for you. So if that's something you want, then you, you'd welcome to come on up and we are going to ask the Lord to just breathe on us with fresh oxygen from heaven. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that you'd make us brave even now in this moment, God. I pray that you'd make us brave to say we want more and that people would be brave enough to come up and say, you know what, I'm here for the more, God. I'm here for the upgrade. Uh, when they when they update the app, they update it and they say, get the update. I'm here for the update, God. And what you're saying and what you want to do. Even that new technologies wouldn't scare us. That we would say, we're, we, can, we can patiently learn new things. This is, this is, I'm speaking to myself. Patiently learn new things and not say, oh, fooey, we'll have to find someone 17 years old to teach us that stuff. No, we're, we're here to learn new things, God. We believe that you can teach us. You can speak to us. You can activate us and that we would bear much fruit. You know, those trees at the end of September, the ones that are mature are laden down with beautiful ripe red fruit. They're not the little tiny newly planted trees. They're the mature trees that are bearing beautiful red sweet fruit. We want to be them, God. Come, Holy Spirit. We give you permission to change our hearts change our minds make us brave 
I encourage you to come and see what God might have. A fresh, a fresh strategy, fresh action items that your obedience would look like something. You know, Heidi Baker said love should look like something. Love should look like something. More than swaying. life and godliness is more than your YouTube viewing. Come. Thank you, God. Hi, Pastor Zach here at Encounter Church in Rochester, New York. Hope you were blessed by that message. And we want to give you an opportunity to sow into the ministry if you'd like to. If you would, just go to revival.me and click on the button that says give. Thanks again and have a blessed, blessed day.